Welcome to another episode of the Gospel Lifeline Podcast. My name is Neil Grogan, here with Matthew Statler. And we are in the bright and sunny California. What are we doing here this week, Matt? Well, we're serving with Mighty Oaks. Mm. Yeah, it's not every day where Matt and I get the opportunity to be at a session together because we kind of do the same job, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. But, you know, this this one, I, I'm being I'm the mentor, and you are a team leader. Yeah, man. I like to wear different hats when I get a chance. Um, so, you know, describe what a mentor does. Well, you know, a mentor um, provides kind of a, additional help to the team leaders, uh, more support role. Um, we also kind of help with aftercare. We uh, provide um, biblical counseling, help um, finding biblical counselors, looking at churches um, for these guys. And um, also in the sessions, we spend time one-on-one with individual guys, helping them uh, walk through various struggles that they're going through. Neil, I don't think our listeners, they may not know what Mighty Oaks is. Did you want to explain what that is? Yeah, well, I'm not really sure what it is. We No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, Mighty Oaks is a faith-based organization that works with veterans, active duty, and first responders. Um, it's a peer-intensive uh, discipleship program, essentially, where uh, veterans who have come through as students and graduate from the program, go through a leadership training, and then turn around and lock arms with guys who have similar struggles, you know, um, guys who have experienced various forms of trauma if you want to use that word um addiction or whatever else under the sun transitioning out of the out of the military into the civilian sector and you know that's difficult for a lot of people right yeah well you know we have a lot of guys that are struggling with anger anxiety suicidal ideation depression depression yeah marriage um a lot of relationship type issues um and a a lot of it stems from either their time in military service or the um, response to their experience uh, in service, along with just a whole lifetime of living in a broken and sinful world. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great vehicle for the gospel. Uh, we see the gospel on, for um, make changes in guys when they first come, and uh, many, many of them have never... Um, really thought deeply about what the gospel means for their life Uh, but a lot of guys there's there's a lot of christians lately that have been coming through who are just um struggling with particular issues and uh, as they spend time here this week uh, there's just massive transformation it's it's Mm -hmm. quite a a spectacular program Uh, one that i don't know how else it could be replicated anywhere else (laughs) yeah we were talking about that earlier today you know it's it's a unique thing um i think the the beauty of it is um that guys find themselves being set free by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and the vulnerability that happens here the transparency that happens here man i've I've just never seen it anywhere else and uh um and the the beautiful thing about it is the transparency is a kind of a breakthrough to hearing the gospel and hearing how Jesus is the sufficient Savior who can create long-lasting change in your life by changing your heart. And that's really what 
you know we're about and what we try to do um, kneecap to kneecap here all over the country but you know this week we're in California but what I'm more excited about um, is that we have another team leader here this week, Roy Hawkes. And not only is he another team leader, but he's a longtime listener, a fan. A five-star uh, distributor. <laughs> uh, he's the man, the myth, the legend, Roy Hawkes. Roy, uh, man, tell us about kind of your background. How would you hear about Mighty Oaks? You know, you came through as a student in 2018, I think, Yeah. Um, through the Virginia program. I got to be there for that. It was really awesome. Um, but yeah, tell us about your background. How'd you hear about the program and, and what has God done in your life? Um, since you kind of locked arms with us and started working here at Mighty Oaks. Wow. Um, so when I was in the, uh, I was in the U S Navy, I was a, a chief hospital corpsman and I was, uh, actually going through the intensive outpatient program there at Walter Reed. And one of the guys who, uh, was a another chief at the uh, on the campus there he he had told me about mighty oaks because he had attended and then um he had recommended it. and at the time i kind of blew it off because you know i'm going through all the secular ca- uh, counseling they're going to get me everything i need i'm taking the pills i'm going to the all the different therapy uh, modalities that they're putting me through and then once i ended up getting medically retired and i just realize like none of this is working i i need to find something i feel like um i felt like my family was falling apart and and my marriage was falling apart i really was like i i need to find something else i need to i need to try something different and uh ended up applying uh to go through the program and yeah i came through in august of 2018 there in uh northern virginia and uh, i mean it was it really put me on a different path. I'd, I'd recently become a Christian about three weeks prior to going through the program. And, but I, I didn't know, I, at that point I had had zero discipleship. I just started going to church. Um, and so going through the Mighty Oaks program, it actually uh, showed me what it meant to be a man of action. And it also, uh, set me on a good path of walking out of there on how to study the Bible, apply what I'm learning from Scripture to my life, and walking that out and being a leader in my family and my community. Man, it's so awesome that the Lord worked at just the right time for you as, you know, the care you were receiving wasn't working, right? And I think, you know, Neil and I have shared our our testimony in this and, and how... Yeah, things just didn't seem to be working for us as as we went through it. Um, you know, you've been able to now because you came back as a um, phase one candidate and then a phase two, and then your team leader. You know, possibly onboarding for mentor. Um, you know, we're hopeful. Yeah, we're very hopeful. <laughs> we're very hopeful. Uh, as you think about the Mighty Oaks, just as a as a foundation as the um organization the organization um you've seen both sides now you've come in as a student fairly recently i I say fairly recently it's been four years or so but um (laughs) more recent than neil and i and so you've come through what would you say is some of the um, value of the program like this oh man um so one of one of the biggest things here is that we we seek 
to share scripture with the guys and to be able to point to the hope that only comes from him the the perfecter of that hope and and one of the 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 biggest things of of that is for the unbeliever for the believer who's gone wayward for the um, person who thinks that they're a believer but they really have no idea what true faith is we make sure that they hear the gospel clearly Mm. and we don't leave anything yeah man absolutely we give them the gospel um, for those of you who are not sitting in the room with us, uh, we had to take a commercial break. We had some technical difficulties. I have a robot pancreas, and uh, my sugar levels dropped drastically low. Uh, so if we're a little herky-jerky, uh, that's why. Um, so, you know, we talked about how we introduce the gospel and Jesus as the solution that can create long-lasting change um, with with people who are, you know, uh, really been cycled through the system uh, when it comes to psychotropic medications, uh, when it comes to all the various therapies that are out there and offered through naval medicine and VA medicine, um, and, you know, really, you name it, under sun, they throw it at you. And with these guys, they come to us, and they really don't have any hope. And um, that hopelessness is birthed out of, what do you think, Roy? Well, I mean, it definitely comes from a place of not knowing their, uh, their creator. I mean, we, we all have uh, this, this longing, this desire that, that is within us, and we try to fulfill that with all sorts of different ways. We try to fulfill that with careers. We try to fulfill that with families and, and success, however we try to measure that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we still feel this great and deep longing. And ultimately, we understand as, as Christians and looking at the, the, the natural design that God created us to be is to be in relationship with Him. And so mm-hmm. we try to fill this, uh, as some call it, God-sized hole with hollow imitations that mm-hmm. don't satisfy. And they'll never be satisfied until we rest in His love. Yeah, so we spend our lives chasing shadows, mm. and uh, and missing the, the source that's you know shining the light, right? Mm. Um, and then uh, in another element to that, it's like as as people encounter difficult circumstances in their lives, and they have no way to interpret their circumstance, they look for wisdom right. uh, to try and make sense of what they're going through, and you know, Matt. We talk about this a lot on this podcast and in other forums, right? Um, When you seek out an interpretation of your circumstance that is found lacking, uh, what do you think? Where 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 does despair come into that for for a guy? What have you seen in mentoring and and leading people in the church and you know other forms of care that you've been involved in? Yeah, I think part of it is we don't like to be uncomfortable and we don't like to be um, challenged Mm -hmm. in ways that are um, unexpected. And so for a lot of folks, affliction or difficulty or hardship is automatically... um, 
a threat in many ways to to our comfort, to our um, you know to to how we want to be, um, and so because this thing has began to shake our ability to control our environment the way we want to control it, and I think it's probably worse in um, us us being in a first world country, right? Yeah. You know, we get mad when our cell phones don't get internet. Yeah. We don't like it when there's no Wi-Fi. When the AC doesn't work properly, we can't control our environment, right? like all these things. And so when we start realizing that, you know, we're not God, mm. uh, I think that hopelessness begins to set in. And the longer we stay in a state of hopelessness and are unable to find any any true or lasting comfort, uh, we begin to recognize our, um, our estate, our proper state. Uh, before a holy, imperfect God, and I think that forces us to say, okay, either I need to turn to God, or I can continue to chase these other hopes, these other trusts, these other areas um, to find this satisfaction that I'm looking for. Like, like you mentioned, Roy, um, that God-shaped hole. Uh, you know, we're we're made to worship, and when our object of worship continues to fail us, mm. uh, we get upset, we get mad, right? Yeah, yeah. And so at Mighty Oaks, you know, we what we do is we open up God's Word and we distribute truth. And the truth of uh, who you are, what God's Word says about you, um, so that we may understand uh, our reality clearly. And who God is, as He has revealed Himself to us in the Scriptures. And when we open up God's Word, man, what what are some things that you've seen... um, uh, as you've tried to portray the sufficiency of Scripture in someone's lives, or in someone's life, um, how have you seen that transform someone? How have you seen that uh, take root in someone's life? Well, I, I, I can kind of, I've seen it both go both ways. Yeah, right? I've seen it where it exposes in, and, and they're like a, a a cockroach who runs from the light. Yeah, right. And I've also seen it where it was like a moth drawn to the flame, you know, and that that light that comes from scripture i've seen it just open their eyes transform their lives uh it was actually when i was uh coming through as a phase one trainee we had one guy and he hadn't been able to look himself in the mirror for i mean over a decade and it was it was the gospel that penetrated and changed his whole life and now here we are it's been a little over three years, about three and a half years since he came through, and this guy's still on fire for the Lord. Mm. And so it's just this testimony of what what God does to people's life when they truly hear the word. And and we know that, you know, that faith comes uh, by hearing and hearing through the word of God. And, and that's the only thing that has the power to change. Mm. Yeah, if you were to shine light, Matt, to... What is the sufficiency of Scripture like? Uh, how do we understand what all that means, uh, and, and why that's so important for us to understand, especially when we're caring for people? How would you How would you go about that? It's it's kind of more of a complicated question than it sounds. Sure, uh, because there's a uh, a theological and technical sense of the word, right? And then there's a more generalized, popular level of that word. And when we say sufficiency of scripture, uh, we say that scripture 
um, is sufficient to deal with all the problems of the soul, the spirit, the inner man. Yeah. Right. That's kind of just the 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 layman, the um, popular level definition. The more technical definition uh, is that we have all the words that is necessary for life and godliness contained in Scripture. Uh, we don't need. Um, popes, we don't need um, commentaries, we don't need apocrypha in order to be obedient to the scripture, uh, though these helps are can be beneficial in their context. Sure. Right. And so when we think about um, biblical counseling, when we think about helping people with the struggles of the soul, which is what we deal with a lot with uh, with veterans, with trauma, with um, addictions, with uh, family issues, right? These these stem from the heart, yeah. um, you know. And and there's there's a lot of people trying to to find the science to say that it's not a heart issue, uh, but from our experience over and over and over again, it's it's a heart issue. Yeah. And once we deal with that scripturally, if there is a medical issue. It's typically quite minor in the grand scheme of things. All right, so we have guys who've, who come that have been sexually abused and then uh, go on to be traumatized in war and then, um, you know, come home and traumatize themselves through their drunkenness, through suicidal Their choices. Yeah. Their choices, right? And so, I mean, this is like layer upon layer of intense suffering in the life of someone and I think in some ways God uses that as a mercy mm. uh, in that it opens up and reveals all these hopes that, that we're putting our, our trust in. Um, and when the scripture is opened up and we give them this, this sure foundation and they begin to see, no, scripture does address what I'm struggling with even into the most per particular and um, specific ways. I don't need popular level um, self-help. I don't need popular level um, psychotherapy. Uh, God's word is sufficient to deal with my struggles and help me live my life as God has called me to live, even with the intense suffering, right? The handicaps yeah. that come from it. You know, and, and Neil, you know, both of us have, have experienced a TBI. I don't know if you've had a TBI. Roy has had a TBI. We've all had TBIs in this room. Roy had a big TBI. Roy, Roy had a huge TBI. B-bids. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's a physical impact to the, to the biological uh, brain. Yeah. Right? And so that does have an impact on, on memory and all sorts of other things. Sure. Right? And so we're not saying that if I memorize enough passages in Scripture, I'm no, I'm no longer going to have memory problems. Yeah. Uh, but I am going to say that if I know the Word, I will respond in the way that God has called me to respond in this type of suffering. Right? And so... Um, the, the beauty of this is I'm no longer pursuing the false hope of alcohol and combining that with a TBI and pursuing any other thing, which then compounds. Right. Right. And it really simplifies uh, care because you can say, well, is this a biological issue? If it's biological, God has given us medicine uh, for our benefit and for our good. And that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, so that's the outer man, right? So God cares for the outer man. He's given us these common graces uh, to help us mm -hmm. in this in this way, right? 
Uh, but man, he's also given us his word yeah. to care for the inner man, yeah. which is what you're describing. And that's at Mighty Oaks, you know, <clears throat> where that's where our focus is. We're focused mm. on the inner man and uh, helping people rightly understand how the soul is cared for by God himself through his word. Mm. And the inner man and the outer man are not so bifurcated, right? right? Because we are embodied beings. And, um, you know, when I think about a steak, I start to salivate, mm-hmm. right? Praise God. <laughs> yeah, praise God. <laughs> there, there is a chemical response or, or some kind of physiological, physiological response yeah. to my thought, right? And so mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are carrying um, heavy burdens of stress, right? Getting ulcers, you know. You know so, so there is a level of physical impact on our soul. And, and a, yeah. maybe a simple simpler way to say that is the inner man affects the outer man yeah. and the outer man affects the inner man affects but does not control exactly and that you know and that's really important because so many of us will say well i couldn't help it yeah because of dot dot dot, dot. sure and i think we we like it when someone says it's not your fault that you are mean to your wife yeah it's not your fault that yeah. you get angry at everything yeah and, and the reality is that takes away my responsibility mm. uh, and that's and that's a big part of my deals is is helping these men take responsibility for their lives and step out in victory and have um, quite successful movements in faithfulness to the Lord yeah it's funny we have this little kind of catchphrase we tell the guys uh, we're not a hug a vet program we're a poke a vet in the chest program yeah. <laughs> and you know what benefit does that kind of tension and challenge produce Roy what have you seen well I mean it gets people out of their their typical victimhood mentality mm-hmm. of of trying to say well I can't help it because and and just like uh, you and Matt were just saying I mean what it does is it's actually very very much so empowering to these guys to understand that there is more than this brokenness that they've been sold that they are just broken forever this is this is their new norm and that's that's it's honestly the the garbage I believed Mm, it it wasn't until I, I understood the gospel and I understood how to walk past that that there is there is more than that in life that you know, I've <laughs> uh, Matt. You and I were were kind of in a couple discussions uh, on on uh, the Twitterverse and uh, about this issue. And and uh, you know, one of the things one person said was, "You can't pray away PTSD." And I was like, "It very much so happened in my life." Though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, yes, you can. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like when we start living the life that Christ has designed for us to live, that God has purposed us for us to live, you know, that's where we start seeing us living out the plan that God has for our life. And mm-hmm. comes with that is the promise of what Scripture says: is that in me you will have peace. And not a peace that the world gives, the peace that I give you. Yeah, which yeah. is everlasting. Right. And and, and you know it, it's funny, Roy, that you said it, uh, said that because 
what we're not saying is, you know, you read this one Bible verse and you say this, you know, um, seven mm. all our, our fathers and three Hail Marys, and, right. and next thing you know, now you're healed. No, what we're saying is you have cultivated a habitus, you've developed um, confession and repentance, and you've turned away from um, from all sorts of things, and you're beginning to live a, a life that God has called you. You practice spiritual disciplines um, and, and all these things, and it, is, um, it can be a long process. Sanctification isn't, isn't immediate or, or fast. And so um, dealing with suffering, you know, we're dealing with, true um suffering but also uh personal sin um mm. and, and it, it becomes it can be messy mm. and being able to untangle uh, those two two areas yeah i think one of the other beautiful things that we do that's unique is man we we sit in a group context <clears throat> and we and we listen and we hear the sufferings that have been experienced the sins that have been committed and man there's this beautiful thing that happens when we open our mouths and we confess to one another mm-hmm. what is actually at in our hearts and what we're wrestling with and what our struggles are what our fears are um you know can you think of a, a scripture that highlights the the goodness of confession with uh with another brother like my mind goes to James, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I have First John one nine memorized because that's kind of like the verse I have to remind myself, right? You know, if you confess uh, your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Right. Um, but yeah, James as well. He talks about uh, confessing to one another, and I'm. I would have turned there, but I have my Bible next to me. But Roy and Matt do, because they are saints. (laughs) So holy. And as we're looking for this passage, the the other thing I think that is unique, Neil, is that we don't just um, tell people that Scripture is sufficient. We don't just say that um, the PTSD, if you want to use that terminology or the intense suffering that they're going through can be handled by scripture we show it right so the men that teach the classes they're they're combat veterans who have gone through it and have come out the other side of this fight and not not being perfect uh, but have gained significant um, uh, lives of godliness and, and improvement uh, for on the other side, they're not no longer feeling as victims. They're no longer um, isolating. They're no longer exhibiting all these these uh, post traumatic stress symptoms. Yeah, they've actually right. experienced what we call post traumatic growth. Post yeah, post traumatic growth and you know um, and sanctification. Yeah. Uh, and, and but we show it right. Yeah. So and and the other thing that's interesting is that as the team leaders that go through, you know, there's a lot of um, of vetting and continued uh, ensuring that they are they're moving. So uh, we have found James, James five sixteen sixteen yep which says therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. You know and I think about that that text and. Um,
what it communicates to us uh, of this powerful, special uh, event that happens when we open up and we talk to one another about what is going on in our hearts and we confess to each other, man, this is this is the evil that was done to me. This is what I did in response to that evil, which was equally evil oftentimes, right? And, and then we have an opportunity to intercede for one another. And that's really the, the dynamic, that the, or the special dynamic a team leader serves is he sits and listens and intercedes for the guys who are in his group. And in, he's praying for them. He's opening up God's word and ministering to them with the word of God and uh, counseling them uh, on a ground level, on a kneecap to kneecap level as a brother who has said, man, yeah, me too. Yeah. And this is where God has brought me. And this is where God will bring you if you submit and surrender to him, right? Yeah. So there's this call to repent and to believe, this continual call as these various things are brought forth in the context of that group. And verse 19 and 20 of that same passage uh, bring this out as well. It says, My brothers, if any among you strays from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Mm. Right, I mean these these men are on the path to death. I mean, how mm. many of them come to the to our sessions and say they say I've tried everything else, and if this doesn't work, I'm gonna go and kill myself. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've heard that refrain. Countless. And, and um, these find these men find hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so who's a good candidate for coming to this program? Like, who should who should come? Do you think, Roy? Well, we we do uh, men's men's and women's programs. So the the beautiful thing about that is that it opens up the door to even the spouses mm. of those people. So uh, honestly, if you have an affiliation to uh, a veteran or a first responder, um, certainly you should duty. go. Yeah, active duty included, obvious, but. Um, that you should be able to come here, that this should be an opportunity for you. Um, for the veteran, it's it's a it's an amazing thing because a lot of times we put up the wall mm-hmm. that you don't know what I've been through. You don't know where I've been and done that. And yeah, our stories might be a little bit different here and there, but the men who are, who are uh, doing the work at Mighty Oaks have been in those seats. And so for the veteran, first responder, uh, for the spouses of those people, uh, it it's definitely kind of a, a, a door-opening welcome invitation to them to understand that these people get it. Yeah. So. I, I would also add uh, to that, Roy, um, one of the lies, you know, so for a long time I've served as the outreach coordinator for Mighty Oaks and now as, as the aftercare manager. Um, but one of the lies I hear guys um communicate that they're believing is that you know i'm not that bad Mm. and so i don't want to take a spot from someone else Mm. and or i haven't i haven't gone to war even or i haven't what qualifies you for this program and i think this is incredible is did you serve yeah Uh, that's the threshold it doesn't matter if you did 18 deployments or zero 
Um, the what matters is, man, you signed on the line, you uh, committed to serving your country, and man, you have people who want to walk with you because they want you to experience the life that you were created to live, not just exist in this world. And that comes through a right relationship with Jesus. And then with the spouse, you know, if if the the veteran has gone through the program, then his spouse now qualifies to enter the program. But if you're a female listener and you are a veteran or first responder, you automatically qualify for the women's program. Mm-hmm. And um, it's much like the men's program. Obviously, at the men's program, we're focused on what biblical manhood looks like. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, it's different in that regard. Obviously, this is what 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 does it mean to be a woman as you're created by God to be, and and to live out. And um, when you have graduated from the program, another incredible resource mm-hmm. to you is we have a um, marriage uh, advanced program where we will send you and your bride uh, or your husband. <laughs> to uh, go to a Weekend to Remember program, uh, which takes place all over the country and will sponsor you in that, and uh, that, that you can begin to work more so on your marriage uh, after you've begun to address some of the things going on personally in your life. And then, yeah, so um, if you're out there, you're listening, you're a veteran, first responder, maybe your spouse and uh, or a mother or father to a veteran and man right now everything the pressure feels like is pushing in on you guys and you want to get your loved one some help man uh, send them an application uh, or send them the website which is at mightyoaksprograms.org um, and encourage them uh, that there is a resource for them and if they are active uh, one of the wonderful things about this program is they can come through and it won't impact their career. They can get help. They don't have to wait around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I want to encourage you guys to consider that. Um, thank you for listening to the Gospel Lifeline podcast. Um, and Roy, thank you for joining the Gospel Lifeline podcast today. Well, thank y'all for having me. I mean, it's been such a great honor and opportunity. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you're a first-time listener, like, subscribe, uh, hit that notification uh, bell, and uh, you'll, you'll know when these podcasts drop from here on. Neil, Matt, and Roy, we out.